Happy Monday, everybody. Uh, it's uh, what's ho- All Hallows Eve's Eve, I believe, is, is what today is. Uh, but uh, most importantly, here on LeVac and Goss, Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980, we start every Monday with the DraftKings Kickstarter. Ten storylines from the NFL that's had... Uh, Tickled me fancy. Oh, a bit tickly. Tickled me fancy. Felt the need to share them with you yet again. Yeah, here I am. Levac the Leprechaun. Look at me. I'm just winning and throwing around gold coins. Uh, All right, let's start with uh, the the not-so-lucky from yesterday. And that's pretty much the quarterbacks, man. Tyrod Taylor, Kirk Cousins, uh, Matt Stafford, Desmond Ritter, Kenny Pickett, all quarterbacks who left the game and didn't come back as of this moment, guys. The worst of those appears to be Kirk Cousins. He tore his ACL. He has never missed an NFL start due to injury. A couple for COVID, but never an injury. Uh, joining the signal callers, Darren Waller, Minka Fitzpatrick, and Kendrick Bourne all also left games and did not return. But um, Black Sunday for the quarterback position. Yeah, we'll start with that Cousins one there in particular, where I'm looking at Cousins and I'm like, uh, that might be it, man. Like 10 plus years in the league at $80 million contract guaranteed. Minnesota was thinking about moving on from you anyways. And if it's a nine to 12 month recovery, we went through mm. this with another quarterback. Yeah, yeah. It's a long road ahead for Kirk Cousins. And especially if you saw the play, it was him just running to the sidelines and like quickly went from the field to the bench. You're like, Ooh, that's, that's weird. It's odd. And now Minnesota feels like it's season is over even though Minnesota played really well against Green Bay. As for Desmond Ritter and Kenny Pickett, it feels like those two are in a completely different category because those two feel like the job was on the line already. Like Desmond Ritter had a concussion, but we didn't see the play. At least I didn't. And all of a sudden, Taylor Heineke's in the game. Kenny Pickett did get hurt. He got slammed during the game. But there was already... Rib issue. Right? And Trubisky's one of the better backups in the league perceived to be. I was Those two's jobs in the line... Let's just say. All right. So, and then Matt Stafford, I didn't see what happened to Stafford. I just saw he came out and then Brett Ripken came in. Um, so, so what you're, what you're not so delicately saying is um, maybe Desmond Ritter came into the NFL with something like a concussion because he hasn't really been that good. Not to make light of head trauma, but I just did. Uh, Kenny Pickett, tiny hands, not that worried about it, but uh, the Kirk Cousins deal, the here's, let me let me try to put a little positive spin on this. Does that mean that a lot of very very good players wearing purple just became available for trade between now and tomorrow? They should be. Yes, I'm not mm. positive they're going to give up on the North. I think they don't believe it's Detroit and everybody else, which is very stubborn of them. Now my headphones are in. By the way, we we're just talking about head injuries and me just slipping through the last few words there of a head. Injury. I'm good now. I'm good. Wow. Yeah, you're, you've been having a rough couple of days, my friend. Just tech-wise. Um, yeah. yeah. Great. All right, coming in at number nine is Will Strongman Levitz. I mean, this dude comes out in his debut, throws four touchdowns, leads the Titans to a 28-23 victory over that previously mentioned Falcons team. Uh, Heineke tried to play the old Superman routine and get the team back into it. 14 fourth-quarter points. But not only, not only did Levis throw a quarter four four touchdowns in his debut one a quarter seven 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 boom 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 what do you think of the is this did, did the titans find their quarterback of the future a little josh allen a little justin herbert where you saw him on the field you're like wow this guy could really throw this guy's got some physical tools even at kentucky he was getting so much hate last year like you guys know he's playing bad right like are you watching him play 
But now Twitter will tell me the balls got tipped and everything else. He was awesome. I don't know what took so long. He was great for Tennessee. One of the last throws to Hopkins, yeah. that is an elite throw by Will Levis. Not a rookie throw, an elite quarterback throw. Tennessee, you've had a rough year because A.J. Brown's tearing it up because DeAndre Hopkins looks old and the South looks to be Jacksonville's. That was something to be excited about if you're a Titan fan. I think that is part of, part of what I liked most about Mr. Levis's debut. He was like, hey, is that a Hall of Famer over there? Would you like the football four times for 128 yards and three touchdowns? Sure, let's do that. I mean, that's, you know, you, you got to kind of like that if you're sitting on the sideline as Brable right there. Uh, but a good, very, very good debut for him. Coming at number eight, this is far from a debut. This is just another day in the office. A.J. Brown, go ahead. The phenomenal one. The MVP, LeVac. Setting records. He now has six straight games with at least 125 receiving yards. That breaks a tie with Pat Studstill from 1966 and Megatron himself, Calvin Johnson in 2012, for the longest such streak in NFL history. Uh, guys, it, it, this game very much known for A.J. Brown, but also, let me just put this out there, Eagles looked fallible. They looked like they could be beat. They ended up winning 38-31, 21-point fourth quarter. But not only was it a close game, for the first time that I can recall, the tush push did not work. Kelsey did not get the ball directly into Hurts' hands. And you, the the brotherly shove was shoved right back. Fumble! Yeah. Ah! Chaos ensued. Sam Howell looked really good. I always like Robinson in the backfield for Washington. Would he play as well? If you're a commander fan, you just don't have the weapons that Philly does. But that game is more about what you said right there, LeVac. The tush push can actually be stopped. And I told you a few days ago. That if Tyreek Hill outplayed A.J. Brown, he would have a number one vote. Tyreek Hill was great. But right now, you tell me who am I taking? A.J. Brown or Tyreek Hill for a team I'm taking A.J. Brown. Look at the difference for Philly and look at the difference for Miami. Now look at their previous teams. Tennessee and Kansas City. That's value. A.J. Brown should win the MVP. He'd be my vote right now if the season ended today. Thank good. Thank goodness it doesn't because we got a lot more football left. All right, everybody. That was one side of the waffle. Here's the other. Coming in at number seven, Tyreek Hill answers Mr. Phenomenal A.J. Brown as he is the first player in NFL history to have 1,000-plus receiving yards in his first eight games. He had eight catches in this game. He looked phenomenal with eight catches, 112 yards, and a touchdown. He has eight touchdowns. Already this season, he only had seven all of last season as a Dolphin. He was the second leading receiver on the team today. But still, 1,000 yards already. Tyreek Hill, the cheetah, doing things no one has ever done before in the NFL. Remember that Scott report we have about the New England Patriots that Bill Belichick takes away your biggest weapon? You mentioned number two, Jalen Waddell had a better game. Didn't really slow him down, did you there, Bill? No. My New England started fine. You and I were watching the front part of that game. New England looked okay to start. Too fast, too good. Miami Dolphin offense revolutionized in how we look at pro offenses. I think it tells you one thing more than anything else. Tua Tagovailoa, MVP. MVP <laughs> to it because it's going to go to a quarterback. I don't care how much you say. It is going to be a quarterback. Yeah, uh, Waddle, Hill, Mostert, everybody getting in the end zone. It, 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 31-17, uh, your boy Macaroni Jones threw some key terrible passes. So here, here we go. It is... I'm going to say it, at this moment in time, the AFC East belongs to the Miami Dolphins. Ooh, even though Buffalo beat Miami? Ooh, interesting. 
Yeah, they got to do it in Miami next time. Let's see how that works out for them. Uh, Coming in at number six, there are no perfect teams, my friend. Not even perfectly imperfect teams. The Carolina Panthers win a 15-play, 58-yard drive, ending with a game-winning field goal, locks up the first victory for the Carolina Panthers this season. The history of young Bryce Young's career Frank Reich is the head coach of the Panthers. They went 15-13 to over a Houston Texans team that was really well coached, got out there and gave them everything they could handle except for that last drive. Had to kick it multiple times because the penalties, this, that, and the other thing. But 15-13, the Panthers get a W. We're calling this one the toddler art game. Now, when your toddler makes art, it's not really good, but you still hang it up. You still hope for compliments. <laughs> yeah, that is art. I mean, it's it's it's... It's art. Yay! Yeah. Way to go. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. It's not nothing, but something's on there, and I can be, I don't know, fishing for compliments for the low level. That's what Carolina was. Here's what bothers me about the game. If you missed our show on Sunday, if you missed it on Friday, twice I told LeVac, I said, I can't pick Carolina. I love Carolina for the start of the week. I'm not picking a bad team. This makes too much sense for them to win. Let me remind you, I just called the game Toddler Art. Don't flex, Panther fan. It's um, not going in the loo. They won. You took it in fantasy versus reality, and uh, you took no, it in the no, C4 no, Smart I, Energy. I did not it. take it in fantasy versus reality. You didn't. It was my play of the day that almost made fantasy versus reality. So you've rewritten history. I would also call this a loo game, as in like the first time your toddler poops in the toilet. It's still poop, <laughs> but you're happy where it happened. Um, you said that twice because I took them twice. Multiple times I told you to bet on the Panthers this weekend. Mm-hmm. It's a stinky poo-poo game, yeah. but you know what it is? It's a lot of stinky poo-poo cash and stinky poo-poo wallets over here, my friend. <laughs> so I feel pretty dang good about it. All right. Um, stinking, stinking poo-poo? There's a lot of stinking poo-poo about a mile high. There's like, By the way, mile high is covered in goose poop. If you've never been up there, it's absolutely horrible. But Denver's feeling pretty good about themselves right now. Kansas City loses to Denver. Mahomes was 16-0 and on the road against AFC West opponents before today. This is the first time, guys, September 17th, 2015, Peyton Manning versus Alex Smith is the last time Denver beat Kansas City. That's a 16-game span, a lot of 16s in this one, but the most important number ends up being 24 to 9 in another stinky poo-poo game, which could have been what was wrong with Patrick all this game, the Denver Broncos win. You mentioned the trends right there that Denver had been so bad historically recently against Kansas City. Even in the morning, like the report with Mahomes being sick and he didn't really, maybe not 100%. And then he, he didn't look the, 100%. No, and then he saw the line moving a little bit. Then we heard about the weather. Then we saw that first quarter. And you're like, something's not right here with Kansas City. Then you see the second quarter, and they're like, can we just get off the field? That did not look like the Kansas City Chiefs. If you're a Bronco fan, celebrate you beat an in-division rival in Kansas City still. They just looked like they didn't want to be there. With all the big games they've had, they could say you took Denver lightly. This also happens a lot when you see a divisional game, what, twice in a month? We've seen it in the past where teams would struggle that second time around. Kansas City Chief fan, don't stress about it. However, on Tuesday, we'll have an interesting potential talk about the power rankings. Well, I will, I will also ask this question. I didn't get to see this game. Did Taylor Swift show up in Denver? I don't think so because Travis Kelsey, six grabs, 58 yards. This does not feel like a Tay-Tay game. 
in, in, in my humble opinion. So uh, if that is the case, Aris Tor be damned. Support your man. Get out there and watch these games, young lady. Trav needs you, Tay-Tay. Get that private jet through the snow. Come on. Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Number four, <laughs> Lamar Jackson is 16-1 in his career as a starting quarterback against NFC opponents. That's a 941 winning percentage. It is the best by any quarterback against the opposing conference since the merger in 1970. Oh, by the way, make that 17 and one now, which I, I'm going to go. I'm just going to pretend it's uh, that's a 9.58 winning percent. I made that up, uh, but it's more than 9.41. <laughs> Lamar Jackson does what he does, leads the team to a victory. They were up big. They did let Arizona come back uh, in the fourth quarter, which did ruin point spreads for everybody, but a 31-24 victory. Lamar Jackson's a bad man. If you ain't seen him before, it's got to look like a UFO stealing cows out in your field. Lamar's playing awesome. This is MVP-level play by Lamar Jackson. To Arizona, going into that game, they lost multiple games consecutively by double digits. And you mentioned there, it could have been another double-digit loss. But Arizona feels like if you are a franchise in any professional sport, watch what the Cardinals are doing. This is the way to tank. Be competitive. Show the fans hope. Stay in the ball game. Blow it in the second half. Confuse people a little bit. That's what the Cardinals are doing this season. The best example of how to tank without looking that bad. As for Baltimore, I feel like they're lurking a little bit, aren't they? Maybe a Super Bowl contender? I think they're more than lurking. I think they're threatening. Ooh. Lurk, lurk would make it sound like they're not out there on your front door banging away with a bat telling you they're about to come in and take your uh, your valuables no no they're right there they're not hiding at all oh man all right how about this one how about, how about here's another historic stat for you chris mccaffrey now has 17 straight games with a touchdown that includes the playoffs that's matching lenny moore back in 63 and 64 longest streak in nfl history however that came in a 31 17 loss to the Bengals. this game sounds familiar to the it was another just under the fantasy versus reality plays that I was into. Um, I liked Cincinnati very much. I did not like them 31-17. Is this are we Brock Purdy got banged up in this game too? Are we are we are we are we gonna have to say it? San Fran, not that good. So San Fran lost to a Cincinnati team that could potentially be a playoff team, one of the best teams in the AFC last season. They lost to Cleveland, and Cleveland's now five and two for only the fourth time since the mid-1960s, and they lost one other game, I believe to a pretty good opponent, right? So San Francisco's losing to good teams, but that's not a compliment. It's one of the worst things I hear in sports. You can't have good losses. Losses are losses. You can rationalize it as a fan that you lost to a good team, but we're still talking about the San Francisco 49ers. So to your question, LeVac, do the 49ers feel a bit overrated? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That team they lost to, by the way, sandwiched in between us, the Vikings. Right, which, by the way, is going to look a lot worse now mm-hmm. because his, no, history's not going to remember that, oh, that was right before Kirk Cousins got hurt. 19-17, um, 22-17, 31-17. At this pace, let me see, do the math. Jacksonville should win 47-17 in the next couple of weeks because they keep scoring 17 and the other team scores more. Uh, so so there there you have that. Uh, but it, let, me, let me just throw three teams at you here, okay? How about the Dallas Cowboys, the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Jacksonville Jaguars? How about those? How about those three teams for you, huh? How about them? Jacksonville had to turn that on in the second half. I think it had a little bit more to do with Actually, the- I'm sorry. And the Carolina Panthers. We'll put that one in there too for you. How about that? 
Jacksonville was more about the poor play of quarterbacking for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, they're scoring. Jacksonville looks like one of the top teams in the AFC. To the Dallas Cowboys. Boy, what more do you want as a Cowboy fan? Our guy Chris was hanging out with us at Rivers Casino. So yeah. He had the Parsons jersey Sweet on. Sweet-looking Parsons fit right there. It was good. I like you, that. you had a quarterback who played one of his better games, and I believe, LeVac, you talked about this preview in the game, that Dak was going to play a little bit coming off some of his better games. C.D. Lamb was outrageous. Career game. Great. The defense. Scoring machines. That is a team that has everything you want. If we had Dallas not choking the last 30 years in the postseason, this would be the team most people would say the Super Bowl favorite. That's how strong they are right now. But because it's Dallas and there's a lot of Dallas haters and they don't have the history of winning recently, people are going to doubt them. I get why, but boy, that's about as impressive as you get in late October. Cowboys, Bengals, Panthers, 3-0, fantasy versus reality. You pepper in a little a little Bengals on top of that. Now I'm 4-0 because play of the day going to the weekend. What do I have to do, people? What do I do? I have to move to Vegas and start telling you how great I am. Do I need to start looking like Matthew McConaughey riding a bike to work and working with Al Pacino to get winners? What do I have to do? Do I have to? Do I have to go number one overall? Do I have to say I am Zach Wilson and I have led the Jets to the promised land over the New York Giants on the road ish? Do I have to do that with number one? We got a lot to cover for this game. We got a lot to talk about with the Giants and the Jets. All right, let's do this. Pop yourself a C4, smart or ultimate energy. I'm going to go ultimate energy. I feel ultimate right now. I feel very strong. feel very good. feel like my winning percentage in fantasy versus reality is now up to 75%. Back on the winning track for the old, uh, the old uh, C4 smart energy bankroll challenge against our friends down the hall. I won not only my safety bet, but my six-team teaser. Won them all. What did I... I just keep winning, and the only thing different is this time I'm awake and I'm focused, and I got the good energy going. It's got to be the C4. I had my first midnight. I went to Sebastian Miscalco. It's got to be the C4. Sebastian Miscalco right there. I had the midnight cherry for the first time on Sunday. You're welcome. It is number one. It is. You have to find it. I'm telling you, I love every flavor of C4. That is my favorite one. Delicious. Gave me the energy I needed throughout the entire day. It's been a crazy weekend for me. Thank you, LeVac, for hooking me up with that C4. I want you to do the same. Find it in the capital region. Get that extra boost during the day. Oh, by the way, LeVac is on fire with his picks. And fuego. Cantera had his best weekend wagering. And I'm one Lions win away from making this an awesome finish if the Lions win tonight. We'll cover that later in the show. We got to talk Jets and Giants first, though. Jets, Giants. Let's get into this thing. Two roommates couldn't get along. and They got it on. Uh, I will say, dare I say, stats I never thought I'd see in a professional football game. Real talk right there. That's next right here. Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. And it's LeVac for USX Pest Control. Love USX Pest Control. Big time difference makers, you know, in the homeowning experience. Well, you know, homeowning uh, apartments, whatever it is. Basically, if you have a place that you're trying to keep insects and pests out of, you need USX Pest Control. So it starts with a free inspection, which is awesome. You have them come out. They do everything for free. They let you know what you're looking at, and you can kind of base it from there. So you go to usxpest.com, set up that free inspection, and then look around. Okay. I, I mean, I love it. Tim told me. This is a place where mics used to be, but I don't think they're here anymore. I'm concerned about your attic a little bit. There were bats in here at one point. I think we got to do a little seal around here. Boom, boom. 
Um, you know, every house around this time, we got to worry about this. They took care of the yard. No ticks. We didn't have any ticks this entire summer. No mosquitoes in the yard this summer. It was amazing. Such a difference. I cannot recommend USX Pest Control enough. The platinum package, platinum package is the way to go. Um, Frank will come out and make sure you're set up once a month. It's beautiful. Love it. USX Pest Control. It's LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, man. This was a game. I, that's one thing I can call it. I'm sure it was a game. I also... <laughs> Ooh, hot take. I got to do this. I got to do this to you because, again, I don't know if I'm ever going to be on this kind of heater again. I'm over 75% right now. 75% in fantasy versus reality. And then my plays of the day where it's like, hey, I wish I'd put these in fantasy versus reality. I'm up like, I'm at like, I'm at like 80%. Um, 80% is ridiculous. It's insane. 75 is, is the, you gotta, you can't dispute it. It's there. It can be proven. But the 80 is, I'm telling you, it's there. Do you understand if you hit like 60%, like 60% yeah. is the number that most people say you can quit whatever you do for a living and do that for a job. Like I, whatever yeah. you do for a living, 60 is usually the number. You're at 75. I did the math earlier today, and it was some, um, I want to say if I did 100 bucks every single bet, I'd have like 1,200 bucks for this season so far. Just If I just did fantasy versus reality, I didn't do anything else. But I also want to point out that we pick all the games, whether we want to or not, on, on Sundays uh, over at Rivers between 11 and 1. Guys, you loved the Giants. I flat out told you. Three points, I'll take the Jets. It's probably a push. Uh, two and a half points, I take the Giants. Three and a half, I take the Jets. Thirteen <laughs> ten final score. I I might be possessed by some like like you know Jimmy the Greek. If I start making like vague racist references, it's not my fault. Jimmy the Greek has possessed me on this day before Halloween. Levac, you're feeling good about Jets Giants. Uh, I'm feeling okay. Our guy, Zach, who was on site with us, is a big Giant fan. He was feeling depressed. He was hurting. That's probably how Giant fan feels today. But let me offer a different way to view Jets and Giants. For both Jet fan and Giant fan who listen to this show, let us start with the Giant fan first. I know you feel like you're hurting right now because you <laughs> lost to your a friend. <laughs> what are you, Delilah? Hi, hi, Giants fan. Welcome to Delilah. Everything's going to be okay. Don't burn your, your Daniel Jones jersey. Don't. Don't give up on old old Big Blue. Don't start eating strawberries instead of blueberries. Everything's going to be okay. You know what? If I'm getting Delilah references and comparisons, she's putting up numbers. She, yeah, she right? gets numbies. She does out. numbies. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Giant fan, I know it hurts right now. I know you're looking <laughs> like you lost someone. But everybody hurts. You weren't, you weren't supposed to win that game. Your mm. quarterback who's a second stringer goes down. You toss a third stringer on the field who wasn't even drafted, who had never thrown an NFL pass before. That is not the way you spoke about him earlier today. I just put that out there. Or yesterday, I should say. I, I, I don't would know what agree. Look, Where am I? Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito. I wanted him on the field. I got him on the field. Then I wanted him off the field. I saw enough. It was <laughs> funny when it wasn't happening. Wasn't as funny when it was going on. Look, you had a third stringer undrafted quarterback out there. You've got injuries. It's the pouring rain. You're playing against a good defense. Saquon's doing everything he can. You got no wide receivers. So the Giants should have gotten killed, crushed, the moment Tyrod Taylor came off the field. 
The fact that they almost won that game. Hey, look, it's not Brian Dable's fault at the end of the game. I know Giant fan wants to destroy him and say the defense should. Zach Wilson can make good plays. Like, the Jets can actually play good once in a while. Change up the coverage, fine. Maybe. I don't think it's coaching at the end. The Jets made some great plays. No one thought they could have done it. I saw the Jet tweets. So, Giant fan, you weren't supposed to even be competitive in that game halfway through. Jet fan, do you want to brag about the win? Do yeah. you? Oh, yeah. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm all over it. All right. All right. I'm all over it. So here's here's I, I I mentioned stats I never thought I would see. I'll combine Tyrod Taylor and Tommy DeVito to give you the quarterback stats for the New York football giants. That would be 14 attempts, six completions, the average of a half yard. Um, sacked four times for a 16-yard loss. Actually, negative nine yards out of the quarterback position. Oh Taylor was four seven eight yards, sacked twice. QBR of 8.4. DeVito, two of seven, minus one yard. Um, sacked twice, nine yards. A QBR of 15.2. Like, we... This <laughs> is <just> so stupid. <laughs> we had a game where... Your quarterback was a net negative, like big time. Yard-wise, your quarterbacks were negative nine yards. That's and you were in it to the very, very end. You just said they had a net negative. Let's put that in perspective. That means if LeVac or I walked onto the field for the New York Giants, put a helmet and shoulder pads on, and just handed off the football for three quarters. It just fell forward. We would have been better than the quarterback play for the Giants out of my guy, Tommy DeVito. That's a, that's like that hyperbole or stepping over. That's a real stat. That's, just not just, that's not just DeVito. It's both of them. Yes. It's both of them. So you had 203 yards on the ground. You had minus nine in the air. And you had 10 points. That's impressive. Two, two fumbles for Zach Wilson. Big difference in the game. But... Zach Wilson did enough. He did enough. He was 17-36, 240 yards, one touchdown pass. He led you on that drive to get the field goal. He did enough. He was your leading rusher. That's, okay. <clears throat> Saquon Barkley ran for 128 yards. You had negative passing yards. Zach Wilson was your leading rusher for the Jets, four carries, 25 yards. Ooh. Brees Hall, 12 carries, 17. Uh, Gaza's crush. Dalvin Cook, two carries, five yards. His long was four yards. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that didn't, that didn't pan out the no, way you had hoped. No, no, it didn't. Again, it's just the, the only two offensive players who should be even remotely, like, talked about, Garrett Wilson, seven grabs, 100 yards. Uh, Brees Hall actually is a receiver. Six catches, 76 yards in a TD. But Saquon, 128 yards on the ground. You have, you have, no, you have no offense if you're the Giants without Saquon. You know what Jet fans going to try to tell me today, and they have already. Darren Waller got banged up in this game too, by the way. Yes, he did, and that's a big loss for the Giants going forward for sure. Jet fan would tell us today, LeVac, and they have, that in the past, the Jets would have lost a game like that. Yeah, and I, I, but I would have said, no, they wouldn't have. What game did mm. they throw for negative nine yards through the air? What other game did I miss yeah. that the Jets would have lost with a team playing that historically bad? Now, Jet fan would have said, we could have. God, this is the Jets. We could have found ways to lose well, to far worse teams, but they won. So, like, that's the mindset of today, right? Like, it's a positive. A win's a win in the NFL. You beat the Giants. You, you got go that fourth-quarter field goal. which takes it over time. You get another field goal. Like, I don't know. And, and listen, it's not lost on me. 
Aaron Rodgers on that sideline. Oh God, no! Aaron Rodgers, please right don't. there. Stop we just it. talked about. Hey, who was missing in Kansas City? Oh, Denver for Kansas City. Taylor Swift. Aaron Rodgers was there. He's there. He warmed up on the field. He looks good. Looks spry. All right, let me ask you this question. Current current condition. God. Current condition. Exactly as they are. Who would have performed better? The Giants quarterbacks or Aaron Rodgers? The Giants quarterbacks. No! Yes, wrong! 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 This is a tr- this is real this really happened last night. So I'm in the bathroom thinking about like, all right, how are we gonna piece together today's show? It's been an interesting one. Like, how are we gonna do the show? There I am relieving myself in the bathroom. Okay. I thought, all right. okay. All right, we're learning a lot. In the first hour, I'm going to make a joke about Aaron Rodgers and say something along the lines of like, you know, if Aaron Rodgers wasn't on that sideline, LeVac, Zach Wilson couldn't have had that comeback. The fact that Aaron Rodgers even stepped on the yep, field in true. pregame warmups was the reason the Jets won that game. To like, you know, have fun with the takes about Aaron Rodgers and how people have been giving you grief, that, especially me. That Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers is getting way too much credit for everything he does. Before I could even get the joke out, you beat me Here it is. It. I'm just saying. Half, half you, serious, I hope. Do you know the difference between ordinary and extraordinary? Oh, gosh. That what? little extra. It's that little extra. And that's what Mr. Rodgers brought to that team. Do you have your phone in front of you right now? I do have my phone in Can front of me. Can you do me a favor? Probably not. Can you look at the text I sent you about Zach Wilson and read it to the wonderful people who listen to the show, whether it's on Apple, Spotify, or live? What text uh, did I send you before that Jets drive? Can you read it word for word? Uh, let me see here. Because you wrote it a couple places. Yeah, I, I did. Sure. I believe it's in the one with Boston Dan. Um, it's an, it's a, there's some questionable stuff in there. I said something about Zach Wilson. Yeah, you said Zach Wilson is the... Oh, I can't find it. Where is it? I'll find it. There's a lot There's a lot going on in here. I texted you Zach Wilson's a smelly... Here we go. Here, yeah, Zach Wilson is a smelly loser. That was at 4.08. 4.14. Zach Wilson is a great quarterback. Six minutes later... You know why? Zach Wilson went over and talked to Aaron Rodgers. Really <laughs> they say winning is the best deodorant. It's talking to Aaron Rodgers. Oh, the best deodorant. I just want to, I'm going to, it's finally, it's time I tell you the truth, guys. Oh, God. You want to know why I'm on this heater, why I'm over 75% correct? Aaron Rodgers? I talked to Aaron Rodgers is once. It? Just once. Just once. We were, uh, we were, uh, I was, I was asked to go to the Arctic Circle and, and tape the uh, the sounds of dolphin love oh. to help him in his rehab, and uh, he thanked me personally, and he said, "You know what? You're gonna you need to visualize going over 75 percent this year." And I was like, "You know what? I appreciate that. I'm gonna do just that." I wanted to quote tweet the Kirk Cousins injury, but I felt like this was too snarky, and I want to make it somebody make fun of you somebody like getting hurt. I didn't see yours. <laughs> oh, you just I said I didn't text it. I, I didn't tweet it. I texted it to you. You texted me that he hit the tech the tweet that he. Torres ACL. Yeah. I go, well, he better call Mr. Rogers. Aaron Rodgers getting right back out there. I'm glad because that would have been a similar tweet by me. You would have thought I stole your joke there. No, no. You know what? Zach Wilson. Let me tell you something, Jet fan. Who, actually, what? who's getting more calls right now? Elijah Vera Tucker or Kirk Cousins from Aaron Rodgers? Hey, I can help you out. I know exactly what you need to do here. It's called a space bridge first. That's first. Space bridge. Boom. Dolphin sex in the background while you're sitting out relaxing. And and, uh, and then I'll help you the rest of the way. Jet fans, you won the game. Okay? It's a W in the win column. Do not brag about it. You that brag was, about it. No, it was brag awful. It, it stunk. It. That The fact that you almost lost Your that defense game. is why. Yes. Yes. Not Actually, Aaron Rodgers. There's some fun defense stats. Like, that's where the fun is. That's where you can have the fun. Like, um, Bobby O'Karake. Dude, this guy. I thought, I thought he was going to be a bust for the Giants. He's been coming out of nowhere. And just being a beast, two, three tackles for a loss, seven solo tackles, nine total. 
But uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, the owner of the Oregon Black Bears in the AFL, nine total tackles, three of those are sacks. He just he just got after it today. But C.J. Mosley, 12 tackles, half a sack. Quincy Williams, 11 tackles, two for loss. Quinn Williams, eight tackles, one for a loss. Just uh, J- Jermaine Johnson, two sacks. It's fun, fun stuff. Let me do a classic Goss question. I've done this a bunch this season. Please don't. More, less, or no different. After the New York Jets won that game in overtime against the New York Giants at home or away, however we want to phrase this, do you feel more confident with them going forward this season, less confident, or it has no effect on the year? I'm talking playoffs, a playoff push, as a true contender in the AFC, because that's what's going to matter here going forward over the next few days, how we evaluate the Jets. Honestly, true answer. More confident, less confident. This game did nothing for how you evaluated the Jets. Um, it's not just this game; it's the last three. So you got three. You're you you're going streaking, okay? This is Frank the Tank. You're heading to the quad. You're going streaking. Um, you beat the Broncos in Denver. You beat the Eagles at home. You beat the Giants kind of on the road, but at home. Now you're going to host the Chargers on what is it Sunday Night Football? Chargers, unless they do something crazy. You know, I, I I don't believe in them over. Like, I don't care what they just did. I don't care all of it. I look at this Jets defense, and I think this Jets defense can make the Chargers look stupid, especially daylight savings time coming across the country, all that all that happy horse crap. They, they can beat them. Then they're, they're going to the Raiders. The next real challenge is the Bills in Buffalo. You beat them once already. The worst thing you can do to a team like this is let them believe in themselves. Like, <laughs> what is it, my buddy Matt Woods over at the uh, the Firebirds? Don't let us start stacking wins. Don't let every time something would go bad, something would turn around, and go good, and all of a sudden you hear Matty Woods in the back. Don't let the kid get hot. Don't let us start stacking wins. The Jets are stacking wins. No difference for me is my yeah, answer. Well. No difference. I've come off as a Jet hater since July. You are. I've come off as the Jet hater, and I'm not. Hate, I'm hate, not. Hate, I'm hate, not. Hate. The hate is not flowing through me. I am not a Jet hater. I want the Jets to do well, but I can't mm, sit here. I don't believe you. On a Monday and tell you, you know what? The Jets impressed me with that win. They're stacking W's. Hey, the Giants threw for negative nine yards. That's pretty impressive. They came out with a win in that game. No, it's not. They made them do that. They did that to them. No, they did a third stringer who should be on a practice. A no. DeVito. Why did they have a third stringer? Because Tyrod got hurt. And so Why? Daniel Jones. They took him down. They took him down. They beat him up. They beat him up. Zach Wilson was resilient. Kevon Thibodeau was in that backfield more, more than Brees Hall was. That's actually true. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, man. This is this is, and these are the things you've seen. This, where's Uncle Where's Uncle Mo right now? Uncle Mo is living in Florham Park. Momentum, baby. The Jets are on a streak, and if they beat this Chargers team coming up, that's four straight wins. You're five and three. You're you're sitting in the wild card spot. This there's there's a lot of rough days ahead of them. But as of this exact moment in time, they could reel off a five-game win streak. Then it's Bills, Dolphins. Then you got Falcons, Texans. Come on, they they're they're poised to be north of five hundred by the end of the season. Could they do that? Yes. 
I will not push back. You know what that means? That's true. Playoffs are potentially play- in the future. And, and you know what that, that, that no, means? No, please, God, no. Not, not again. No, no, who's, no. Who's that? Who's that? Who's that riding this way? Who's oh, Is that Aaron Rodgers? Discount double checking all the way in, baby. Let's go. You know what I could feel coming in December? Rodgers is going to spin this. I already told you before how I thought he was going to spin it. That he could have played. The doctors didn't want him on the field. His medicine was going to get him back. He looked good. He, he, he was just walking. I saw some people like, you know, he's not putting pressure on his Achilles. That's what some doctors were telling me on social media. You know what's going to happen next, though? Yeah, the social media doctors. Those are the best. Dr. <laughs> Meme and Dr. Giff. I'll trust, I'll trust Dr. Rogers, please. You know what you're going to do to me come December? You and these other people who think Rogers is coming back. Here's what you guys are going to spin this and tell me in December. What you're going to do is you're going to say, hey, look how good Zach Wilson's played because of Aaron Rodgers. Honestly, it's, it's made a difference. It would be selfish if Aaron Rodgers came back. Zach can't do it without him on the sidelines. Mm. So Aaron has decided he's going to continue to be the mentor that he is. He's going to take a step back because he can't let the Jets down. And it's honestly, it's bold, it's brave, it's courageous of him. That's how you people are going to spin it when he doesn't take the field. And by the way, let me add this one more time. They do need him because mm-hmm. Zach Wilson does stink. I don't care how many games the Jets Whoa. are winning. He's still they terrible. Won. They he, won. He stinks. A win's and we a all win. know he stinks. A win's a win. Would you rather lose pretty or win ugly? You know the answer to that. I don't know. I don't know anymore. The answer is win. Yeah, well, it doesn't sound like that. It doesn't sound like that. Sounds like you'd like to be out there with that crappy Tommy DeVito losing, losing ugly. I'd rather win ugly, baby. Give me that Jets. Let's go. Watch what happens when Herbert is on the field. When Herbert is playing against Wilson. There was a point where the Jets were out there with a fourth-string center. Like, like basically, when you say fourth-string center, I want you to visualize this. It's a welcome mat right in the center of your line. A fourth-string center and Zach Wilson out there. You know why they won? Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> You're welcome. Helped you out. Can't wait. Can't Aaron, wait. Aaron Rodgers is a Super Bowl winner. He is. And you can have a ring thanks to Lily and David Fine Ooh. Jewelers at the Shops of Wilt. I love Lily and David. guys, and I want out of this conversation. All right, I fine. Do. Let's talk about your good friends at Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Thank you to Alyssa and David and Tammy and Jean, everybody over at the Shops of Wilt, where can help you find exactly what she's looking for, whether it's an engagement ring, Nice. Maybe you don't know that. She definitely is if you're in a relationship. Maybe it's celebrating an anniversary here with the holidays just around the corner, too. Get something special for her. Maybe you've done something in the past. You feel great about it. But now's the time to switch it up a little bit. If you haven't stopped over to Lily and David Fine Jewelers, now's the time to do it. Say hello to everybody. A family-owned and operated business. If you love listening to us, however it is, whether it's live, whether it's on demand, however you listen to this show, we'd love for you to support Lily and David Fine Jewelers. I'm wearing my wedding band right now. Continued for the holidays, the anniversaries, and more. It's Lily and David Feinjuler's The Shops of Wilton. When you stop in, tell me you heard about my story. Gaza's story from Fox Sports, 95.9 and 980. Happy Monday, everybody. It's uh, what's ho- All Hallows Eve's Eve, I believe, is, is what today is. Uh, but uh, most importantly, here on LeVac and Gaz, Fox Sports Radio, 95.9 and 980. We start every Monday with... The DraftKings Kickstarter, 10 storylines from the NFL that's had uh, tickled me fancy. Oh, a bit tickly. <laughs> tickled me fancy. Felt the need to share them with you yet again. Yeah, here I am, Levac the Leprechaun. Look at me. I'm just winning and throwing around gold coins. Uh, all right, let's start with uh, the uh, the not-so-lucky 
from yesterday. And that's pretty much the quarterbacks, man. Tyrod Taylor, Kirk Cousins, uh, Matt Stafford, Desmond Ritter, Kenny Pickett, all quarterbacks who left the game and didn't come back as of this moment, guys. The worst of those appears to be Kirk Cousins. He tore his ACL. He has never missed an NFL start due to injury. A couple for COVID, but never an injury. Uh, joining the signal callers, Darren Waller, Minka Fitzpatrick, and Kendrick Bourne all also left games and did not return. But um, Black Sunday for the quarterback position. Yeah, we'll start with that Cousins one there in particular, where I'm looking at Cousins and I'm like, uh, that might be it, man. Like 10 plus years in the league at $80 million contract guaranteed. Minnesota was thinking about moving on from you anyways. And if it's a nine to 12 month recovery, went through mm. this with another quarterback. Yeah, yeah. It's a long road ahead for Kirk Cousins. And especially if you saw the play, it was him just running to the sidelines and like quickly went from the field to the bench. You're like, Ooh, that's, that's weird. It's odd. And now Minnesota feels like it's season is over even though Minnesota played really well against Green Bay. As for Desmond Ritter and Kenny Pickett, it feels like those two are in a completely different category because those two feel like the job was on the line already. Like Desmond Ritter had a concussion, but we didn't see the play. At least I didn't. And all of a sudden, Taylor Heineke's in the game. Kenny Pickett did get hurt. He got slammed during the game. But there was already... Rib issue. Right? And Trubisky's one of the better backups in the league perceived to be. I was Those two's jobs in the line... Let's just say. All right. So, and then Matt Stafford, I didn't see what happened to Stafford. I just saw he came out and then Brett Ripken came in. Um, so, so what you're, what you're not so delicately saying is um, maybe Desmond Ritter came into the NFL with something like a concussion because he hasn't really been that good. Not to make light of head trauma, but I just did. Uh, Kenny Pickett, tiny hands, not that worried about it, but uh, the Kirk Cousins deal, the here's, let me let me try to put a little positive spin on this. Does that mean that a lot of very very good players wearing purple just became available for trade between now and tomorrow? They should be. Yes, I'm not mm. positive they're going to give up on the North. I think they don't believe it's Detroit and everybody else, which is very stubborn of them. Now my headphones are in. By the way, we're just talking about head injuries and me just slipping through the last few words there of a head. Injury. I'm good now. I'm good. Wow. Yeah, you're, you've been having a rough couple of days, my friend. Just tech-wise. Um, yeah. yeah. Great. All right, coming in at number nine is Will Strongman Levitt. I mean, this dude comes out in his debut, throws four touchdowns, leads the Titans to a 28-23 victory over that previously mentioned Falcons team. Uh, Heineke tried to play the old Superman routine and get the team back into it. 14 fourth-quarter points. But not only, not only did Levis throw a quarter, four Four touchdowns in his debut, one a quarter. Seven, 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 seven. Boom, 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 boom. What do you think of the is this did, did the Titans find their quarterback of the future? A little Josh Allen, a little Justin Herbert. Where you saw him on the field, you're like, wow, this guy could really throw. This guy's got some physical tools. Even at Kentucky, he was getting so much hate last year. Like, you guys know he's playing bad, right? Like, are you watching him play? But now Twitter will tell me the ball's got tipped and everything else. He was awesome. I don't know what took so long. He was great for Tennessee. One of the last throws to Hopkins, yeah. that is an elite throw by Will Levis. Not a rookie throw, an elite quarterback throw. Tennessee, you've had a rough year because A.J. Brown's tearing it up because DeAndre Hopkins looks old and the South looks to be Jacksonville's. That was something to be excited about if you're a Titan fan. I think that is part of, part of what I liked most about Mr. Levis' debut. He was like, hey, is that a Hall of Famer over there? 
Would you like the football four times for 128 yards and three touchdowns? Sure, let's do that. I mean, that's, you know, you, you got to kind of like that if you're sitting on the sideline as Brable right there. Uh, but a good, very, very good debut for him. Coming at number eight, this is far from a debut. This is just another day in the office. A.J. Brown, go ahead. The phenomenal one. The MVP, LeVac. Setting records, he now has six straight games with at least 125 receiving yards. That breaks a tie with Pat Studstill from 1966 and... Megatron himself, Calvin Johnson in 2012, for the longest such streak in NFL history. Uh, guys, it, it, this game very much known for A.J. Brown, but also, let me just put this out there. Eagles looked fallible. They looked like they could be beat. They ended up winning 38-31, 21-point fourth quarter. But not only was it a close game, for the first time that I can recall, the tush push did not work. Kelsey did not get the ball directly into Hurts' hands. And you, the the brotherly shove was shoved right back. Fumble! Yeah. Ah! Chaos ensued. Sam Howell looked really good. I always like Robinson in the backfield for Washington, but he plays well. If you're a commander fan, you just don't have the weapons that Philly does, but that game is more about what you said right there, LeVac. The tush push can actually be stopped. And I told you a few days ago that if Tyreek Hill outplayed A.J. Brown, he would have my number one vote. Tyreek Hill was great. But right now, you tell me who am I taking? A.J. Brown or Tyreek Hill for a team? I'm taking A.J. Brown. Look at the difference for Philly and look at the difference for Miami. Now, look at their previous teams. Tennessee and Kansas City. That's value. A.J. Brown should win the MVP. He'd be my vote right now if the season ended today. Thank Thank goodness it doesn't because we got a lot more football left. All right, everybody. That was one side of the waffle. Here's the other. Coming in at number seven, Tyreek Hill answers Mr. Phenomenal A.J. Brown as he is the first player in NFL history to have 1,000-plus receiving yards in his first eight games. He had eight catches in this game. He looked phenomenal with eight catches, 112 yards, and a touchdown. He has eight touchdowns already this season. He only had seven all of last season as a Dolphin. He was the second-leading receiver on the team today. But still, 1,000 yards already, Tyreek Hill, the cheetah, doing things no one has ever done before in the NFL. Remember that scout report we have about the New England Patriots that Bill Belichick takes away your biggest weapon? You mentioned number two, Jalen Waddell had a better game. Didn't really slow him down, did you there, Bill? No. My New England started fine. You and I were watching the front part of that game. New England looked okay to start. Too fast, too good. Miami Dolphin offense revolutionized in how we look at pro offenses. I think it tells you one thing more than anything else. Tua Tagovailoa, MVP. MVP, Tua, because it's going to go to a quarterback. I don't care how much you say, it is going to be a quarterback. Yeah, uh, Waddle, Hill, Mostert, everybody getting in the end zone. It, 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 31-17, uh, your boy Macaroni Jones threw some key terrible passes. So here, here we go. It is, I'm going to say it, at this moment in time, the AFC East belongs to the Miami Dolphins. Ooh, even though Buffalo beat Miami? Ooh, interesting. Yeah, they got to do it in Miami next time. Let's see how that works True. out for them. Uh, coming in at number six, there are no perfect teams, my friend. Not even perfectly imperfect teams. The Carolina Panthers win a 15-play, 58-yard drive, ending with a game-winning field goal, locks up the first victory for the Carolina Panthers this season, the history of young Bryce Young's career, Frank Reich is the head coach of the Panthers. They win 15-13 to 13 
over a Houston Texans team that was really well coached, got out there and gave them everything they could handle except for that last drive. Had to kick it multiple times because the penalties, this, that, and the other thing. But 15-13, Panthers get a W. We're calling this one the toddler art game. You know, when your toddler makes art, it's not really good, but you still hang it up. You still hope for compliments. <laughs> yeah, that is art. I mean, it's 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 art. Yay! Yeah. Way to go! I'm so proud of you. Yeah. It's not nothing, but something's on there, and I can be, I don't know, fishing for compliments for the low level. That's what Carolina was. Here's what bothers me about the game. If you missed our show on Sunday, if you missed it on Friday, twice I told Levac, I said. I can't pick Carolina. I love Carolina for the start of the week. I'm not picking a bad team. This makes too much sense for them to win. Let me remind you, I just called the game Toddler Art. Don't flex, Panther fan. It's um, not going in the loo. They won. You took it in Fantasy versus Reality, and you uh, took no, it in the no, C4 no, Smart Energy. I, I did not take it in Fantasy versus Reality. You didn't? It was my play of the day that almost made Fantasy versus Reality. So you've rewritten history. I would also call this a loo game, as in... Like the first time your toddler poops in the toilet. It's still poop, <laughs> but you're happy where it happened. Um, you said that twice because I took them twice. Multiple times I told you to bet on the Panthers this weekend. Mm-hmm. It's a stinky poo-poo game. Yeah. But you know what it is? It's a lot of stinky poo-poo cash and stinky poo-poo wallets over here, my friend. <laughs> so I feel pretty dang good about it. All right. Um, stinking, stinking poo-poo? There's a lot of stinking poo-poo about a mile high. There's like, By the way, mile high is covered in goose poop. If you've never been up there, it's absolutely horrible. But Denver's feeling pretty good about themselves right now. Kansas City loses to Denver. Mahomes was 16-0 and on the road against AFC West opponents before today. This is the first time, guys, September 17th, 2015, Peyton Manning versus Alex Smith is the last time Denver beat Kansas City. That's a 16-game span. A lot of 16s in this one, but the most important number ends up being 24-9 in another stinky poo-poo game, which could have been what was wrong with Patrick all this game. The Denver Broncos win. You mentioned the trends right there that Denver had been so bad historically recently against Kansas City. Even in the morning, like the report with Mahomes being sick and he didn't really, maybe not 100%. And then he, he didn't saw look the, 100%. No, and then he saw the line moving a little bit. Then we heard about the weather. Then we saw that first quarter. And you're like, something's not right here with Kansas City. Then you see the second quarter and they're like, can we just get off the field? That did not look like the Kansas City Chiefs. If you're a Bronco fan, celebrate you beat a in-division rival in Kansas City still. They just looked like they didn't want to be there. With all the big games they've had, they... Could say you took Denver lightly. This also happens a lot when you see a divisional game, what, twice in a month? We've seen it in the past where teams would struggle that second time around. Kansas City Chief fan, don't stress about it. However, on Tuesday, we'll have an interesting potential talk about the power rankings. Well, I will, I will also ask this question. I didn't get to see this game. Did Taylor Swift show up in Denver? I don't think so because Travis Kelsey, six grabs, 58 yards. This does not feel like a Tay-Tay game. In, in my humble opinion. So uh, if that is the case, Aris Tor be damned. Support your man. Get out there and watch these games, young lady. Trav needs you, Tay-Tay. Get that private jet through the snow. Come on. Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Number four, <laughs> Lamar Jackson is 16-1 in his career as a starting quarterback against NFC opponents. That's a 941 winning percentage. It is the best by any quarterback 
against the opposing conference since the merger in 1970. Oh, by the way, make that 17 and one now, which I, I'm going to go. I'm just going to pretend it's uh, that's a 9.58 winning percent. I made that up, uh, but it's more than 9.41. <laughs> Lamar Jackson does what he does, leads the team to a victory. They were up big. They did let Arizona come back uh, in the fourth quarter, which did ruin point spreads for everybody, but a 31-24 victory. Lamar Jackson's a bad man. If you ain't seen him before, it's got to look like a UFO stealing cows out in your field. Lamar's playing awesome. This is MVP-level play by Lamar Jackson. To Arizona, going into that game, they lost multiple games consecutively by double digits. And you mentioned there, it could have been another double-digit loss. But Arizona feels like if you are a franchise in any professional sport, watch what the Cardinals are doing. This is the way to tank. Be competitive, show the fans hope, stay in the ball game, blow it in the second half, confuse people a little bit. That's what the Cardinals are doing this season. The best example of how to tank without looking that bad. As for Baltimore, I feel like they're lurking a little bit, aren't they? Maybe a Super Bowl contender? I think they're more than lurking. I think they're threatening. Ooh. Lur- lurk would make it sound like they're not out there on your front door banging away with a bat telling you they're about to come in and take your uh, your valuables no no they're right there they're not hiding at all oh man all right how about this one how about, how about here's another historic stat for you chris mccaffrey now has 17 straight games with a touchdown that includes the playoffs that's matching lenny moore back in 63 and 64 longest streak in nfl history however that came in a 31 17 loss to the Bengals. this game sounds familiar to the it was another just under the fantasy versus reality plays that I was into. Um, I liked Cincinnati very much. I did not like them 31-17. Is this are we Brock Purdy got banged up in this game too? Are we are we are we are we gonna have to say it? Is San Fran not that good? So San Fran lost to a Cincinnati team that could potentially be a playoff team. One of the best teams in the AFC last season. They lost to Cleveland, and Cleveland's now five and two for only the fourth time since the mid-1960s, and they lost one other game, I believe to a pretty good opponent, right? So San Francisco's losing to good teams, but that's not a compliment. It's one of the worst things I hear in sports. You can't have good losses. Losses are losses. You can rationalize it as a fan that you lost to a good team, but we're still talking about the San Francisco 49ers. So to your question, LeVac, do the 49ers feel a bit overrated? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That team they lost to, by the way, sandwiched in between us, the Vikings. Right, which, by the way, is going to look a lot worse now mm-hmm. because his, no, history's not going to remember that, oh, that was right before Kirk Cousins got hurt. 19-17, um, 22-17, 31-17. At this pace, let me see, do the math. Jacksonville should win 47-17 in the next couple of weeks because they keep scoring 17 and the other team scores more. Uh, so so there there you have that. Uh, but it, let, me, let me just throw three teams at you here, okay? How about the Dallas Cowboys, the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Jacksonville Jaguars? How about those? How about those three teams for you, huh? How about them? Jacksonville had to turn that on in the second half. I think it had a little bit more to do with Actually, the- I'm sorry. And the Carolina Panthers. We'll put that one in there too for you. How about that? Jacksonville is more about the poor play of quarterbacking for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, they're scoring. Jacksonville looks like one of the top teams in the AFC to the Dallas Cowboys. Boy, what more do you want as a Cowboy fan? Our guy Chris was hanging out with us at Rivers Casino. So yeah. He had the Parsons jersey Sweet on. Sweet-looking Parsons fit right there. That was, that was good. I like you, that. you had a quarterback who played one of his better games, and I believe, LeVac, you talked about this preview in the game, that Dak was going to play a little bit coming off some of his better games. C.D. Lamb was outrageous. Career game. 
great. The defense, scoring machines, that is a team that has everything you want. If we had Dallas not choking the last 30 years in the postseason, this would be the team most people would say the Super Bowl favorite. That's how strong they are right now. But because it's Dallas and there's a lot of Dallas haters and they don't have the history of winning recently, people are going to doubt them. I get why, but boy, that's about as impressive as you get in late October. Cowboys, Bengals, Panthers, 3-0, fantasy versus reality. You pepper in a little a little Bengals on top of that. Now I'm 4-0 because play of the day going to the weekend. What do I have to do, people? What do I do? I have to move to Vegas and start telling you how great I am. Do I need to start looking like Matthew McConaughey riding a bike to work and working with Al Pacino to get winners? What do I have to do? Do I have to? Do I have to go number one overall? Do I have to say I am Zach Wilson and I have led the Jets to the promised land over the New York Giants on the road ish? Do I have to do that with number one? We got a lot to cover for this game. We got a lot to talk about with the Giants and the Jets. All right, let's do this. Pop yourself a C4, smart or ultimate energy. I'm going to go ultimate energy. I feel ultimate right now. I feel very strong. feel very good. feel like my winning percentage in fantasy versus reality is now up to 75%. Back on the winning track for the old, uh, the old uh, C4 smart energy bankroll challenge against our friends down the hall. I won not only my safety bet, but my six-team teaser. Won them all. What did I... I just keep winning, and the only thing different is this time I'm awake and I'm focused and I got the good energy going. It's got to be the C4. I had my first midnight. I went to Sebastian Miscalco. It's got to be the C4. Sebastian Miscalco right there. I had the midnight cherry for the first time on Sunday. You're welcome. It is number one. It is. You have to find it. I'm telling you, I love every flavor of C4. That is my favorite one. Delicious. Gave me the energy I needed throughout the entire day. It's been a crazy weekend for me. Thank you, LeVac, for hooking me up with that C4. I want you to do the same. Find in the capital reach and get that extra boost during the day. Oh, by the way, LeVac is on fire with his picks. And fuego. Cantera had his best weekend wagering. And I'm one Lions win away from making this an awesome finish if the Lions win tonight. We'll cover that later in the show. We got to talk Jets and Giants first, though. Jets, Giants. Let's get into this thing. Two roommates couldn't get along. and They got it on. Uh, I will say, dare I say, stats I never thought I'd see in a professional football game. Real talk right there. That's next right here. Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980.